<laughs> Your voice is sometimes much deeper than I remember, which is strange given I listen to it every week. <laughs> um, I think you can probably hear my prepubescent voice when I get excited. <laughs> I'll just suddenly go... <laughs> I, did I tell you that I used to, um, because my voice broke so late, did I ever tell you this? The time my father got a VHS video camera, which was one of those ones that was basically the size of a bus, and then there was the size of the porter pack that you carried on your shoulder. It was around the time that I was becoming really self-conscious about my voice, and uh, so we just have all this this these videos, these home videos of me trying to not say anything or trying to speak oh. with a lower voice. <laughs> Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> yes. And I, I remember the my pride, my absolute sense of pride when my grandmother, Gladys Eastwood, when she rang one time and she didn't confuse me for my sister. She confused me for oh. one of my brothers. That was like, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think in a class of maybe a hundred, I was, um, I think I might have been third or fourth to last. <laughs> oh, wow. So did puberty kick in quite late for you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure did. Wow. It sure did. It's super. I I feel like I don't know. I think I was probably on the later side, but I remember there was a lad I went to school with called Paul Cox, and puberty <laughs> kicked in for him at around about nine. Oh no! And so he arrived at high school as a fully grown man. He was anomalously big and manlike, and he was a he was just a little boy. He was a tiny little boy, but he was just in this um, massive package. And the other thing is that he was incredibly, my memory of him is that he was incredibly sweet and gentle. So the exterior didn't quite match the um, the interior. So he didn't really fit his man's body. I remember liking Paul a lot. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. You sound very fidgety today. Do I sound fidgety? Yeah, you sound fidgety. Are you uh, are you struggling to get yourself comfy? I'm. Um, it hasn't been comfortable. Uh, I don't have a comfortable setup uh, where I'm talking, and also my the microphone is balanced on a little. Oh dear, here we go. What's the thing? The piece of furniture that sits on the side next to the bed. Bedside table. Bedside table, not the scadenza. <laughs> <laughs> Credenza, <laughs> and, and as we discovered, that's, that's episode Lil one. Us, I think episode yeah, two is it. Credenza is a sideboard, which is different, right? Pretty, pretty different. Your side. I do you. You don't have a sideboard, do you? It's, well, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's a big, long, kind of oblong item. We, we do actually. We have one exactly have one. the same as yours, but a different color. Oh, you mean you have the IKEA PS cabinet? Exactly. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, and that one is coming with us. Some of our things are not, right. but that one is coming right. with us when we move on Thursday. 
Are you back home for the move then? You must be, yeah, because you come home in the next mm. couple of days, right? No, I come back the night before the move. In, oh my gosh! In the in in the uh, in in the world of world's best timings, or worst timings, depending on you. Yeah, I think probably if I was if I was little, I would probably prefer it if you came back the day after we had moved, ah. so it was just done, and then you could bitch and moan about stuff, and I would just go, okay. I don't care that your favourite thing has been broken because you were in Italy. <laughs> that would be that would be hypothetically, my hypothetically in Italy. Let's just to be clear, you were in a different place where we've already said that you're in the in the land of cheese, so everybody knows where you are. So I have a strange. Um, I uh, just noticed then that my um, my my B day is a long way from the toilet. <laughs> Like, like an uncomfortably long way. Like, I, I don't quite, you know, I always think of them as next to each other. How many steps are we talking? Four steps. Ooh, that's, that's a long way to carry a dirty bottom. It's, uh, <laughs> and, and like, what posture do you take in those four steps? Like, do you hunch over? Do you crab? Like, what's, you know. <laughs> what, what have you decided upon? Um, I don't, I sort of don't, it doesn't feel right to stand up fully erect as it were. I just, you know, it feels a little bit better to kind of just sort of <laughs> hunch over and, 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 and scuttle. It's not the world's best B-day. It's like a perfect storm of problems. And, and do you mind if I'm just going to drop in little tidbits of, tidbits of, um, of, how to, of news? Of correcting yourself and saying tidbit and not titbit. Yes. Um, I think I was in my thirties when I learned that. <laughs> While we're on the topic, it is tenterhooks, not tender hooks. If anybody out there thinks it's tender hooks, you are wrong. And it's also remuneration, it's... not remuneration. Okay. And for all intents and purposes. Okay. You're going to drop some tidbits. Tidbits. So the other thing that happened to me this week is that I got, um, I received my first ever tick. Ah, this is your first one, my, you sweetie pie. My first. I lost my tick virginity, as, and um, I it wasn't the most pleasant experience, I, <laughs> I have to say. Okay. I was always a bit, you know, I've had, I've been in a lot of places where I've had to check every night, where I've basically been, you know, rolling in the grass and having to check. Yeah. And have never had one. And I've always thought mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to see them. But no, no, I was staggered at how, and this was a small one, at how big a small wow. tick was, is. And was it nice and engorged by the time that you found it, or was it still on the way to inflating? It was not engorged at all. Right. But boy, did the little mother hang on. Yeah. And I have a tick removal card. Thank you, Lil. That was one of the best presents you've ever given me. And, um, a tick removal card. It's basically the size of a credit card with two little kind uh -huh. of notches, uh, one for big ticks, one for small ticks at, on either uh -huh. end. And you just push it alongside it. And it basically it stresses them the least because, of course, the more you stress them, the worse things are for you and it, of course. I, it took a little bit of... A little bit of... You know, I wasn't going to get it first time, but it took it and I got there. But boy, did it hang on. Wow. It's been quite a week. Wow. So this tick removal card, is it the Safecard Life Systems tick remover card, safe, quick and correct tick removal? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to have to go and look. Hang on.
that's a that's a that's I'm just getting to the microphone. That's a coincidence. It is the Life Systems Tick Remover Card for removing large or small ticks from any part of the body. Aha. Uh-huh. Safe, so, quick, and correct tick removal. You've got on, one, on or did you just look online? No, no, no. I've, I've just looked online because I was fascinated because I use a pair of tweezers. And you twist? Uh, no, you don't twist. Oh, I thought you were supposed to twist. No, 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 no. That's I was always told just to pull straight up. Ah, and it probably yeah. works better than these this card. But anyway, no, here no, I... I'm sure the I'm sure the card works absolutely great. But I I um I removed a tick just last week, not from my own flesh. Ah, but from the flesh of a foreleg. Oh, do you have to check every night with Jeff? Nah, he's uh he's a white dog. Ticks are very very obvious on him. Right. I was going to so say, I thought maybe you, there was one of your colleagues at your new job had a tick and you were removing them. <laughs> I mean, I work in the far southwest, but we don't work in fields. We still have some quite nice architect-designed buildings to hang around in. And so you so don't far, do tick checks to... uh, before lunch? We don't have to do daily. No, no daily tick checks. I did spend some time in an orchard last week, week before last. It's very beautiful. And so is it quite a comp? Have you, have you done this a lot? Have you had lots of... I had a lot of bad dreams that night about ticks. Uh, yeah, I have removed many a tick from the dogs and uh, more than one tick from myself. Right, right. So you feel comfortable with them? Yeah, they don't freak me out too much. My uh, my shower is so bad here, as in drib- dribble bad and um, and shower curtain that sticks to your bum bad. Um, that I uh, took my soap to the river the other day. And oh. felt like a wilderness man as I stripped completely naked and exposed my unbelievably white bottom to the world and um, and washed in the river. It was uh, freezing, but uh, it was. Re- I did feel quite invigorated by uh, that. And I was thinking of doing it again this morning, except we've got some sort of presentation thing today on a Saturday. Psh. Could your presentation not be, come to the river, everybody, and watch me wash? <laughs> yes, I'm not sure... <laughs> It really could be. Well, or I could make it interactive and they could they could wash me. Okay, we've just crossed a Rubicon now, ladies we... and gentlemen. <laughs> a Rubicon. Not, I was going with a river theme. Can I just return to B-Days? B-Days are king. Now they are good, aren't they? I am... Not this one, but they are good. ...horrified that we just move bits of poo around our bottom with a bit of paper in the UK and we think that that's clean. <laughs> it's just horrifying. I, I mean, I think I'd like to... I've never had a proper... Um, oh, this is awkward. Uh, I, I've never really been instructed in how you're supposed to use a B-Day. Like, I was always, it always feels a little bit like guesswork to me. Like, <laughs> Right. But you know the principle is that you're trying to wash your body. Yes, I, I know the basic principle. Yes, that's, yeah. That's, so you, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a technique. <laughs> it's, it's whatever makes you happy. I need a life systems uh, um, B day bum washing card. Yeah. Yes, yes. Credit card size, safe, quick, yeah. and correct. <laughs> I have a portable B day. Have I told you this before? I think I might have done. Uh, don't, no, I think we've talked about a, like a bidet for your mouth, which was some kind of thing for your ah. de- teeth washing. Right. Well, on this is Amazon, different. 
Yeah, on Amazon you can buy a little sort of plug for the top of a, a single-use water bottle. Yes. And it has a little slit in the side of it, and you fill the disposable water bottle up with water, obviously, and then you squeeze it, and the water shoots out of this little stopper up your bum. But couldn't you just cut a hole on the top of the plastic thing and it would work the same? No, because this has been sort of engineered Shaped. to have a very yeah. It, so it, it's three D it printed. Probably is three D printed, and it just gives a very direct stream, and it is very, very successful. And do you reuse the single use plastic? Actually, I lo- a long time ago I stopped using single use plastics because I didn't have any in the house, and it seemed ridiculous going and buying a single use plastic bottle in order to do this. I have. Um, I have a, 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 a plastic water bottle that is reusable, that is pressed into service and is perfectly good for the job. It sits by the lavatory in the bathroom and I use it every time I poop. I um, uh, This is a strange episode so far. I wonder if we are jumping the shark. I'm worried that we're jumping the shark here. But um, that, I, could that be in the show notes, that particular um, device, that I will, 3D I will, printed? I will... Find it, and I will send you the link because it is. Because I don't boon. know about listeners, but I want to get one of those. I I've got to tell it. you, it's a boon for anybody who doesn't want to go to the stress and trouble of replumbing your bathroom, but still wants to have cleanliness. Yes, and I wouldn't encourage was... anyone to be replumbing their bathroom just to, as a as a concept. Listen to midlifing here. We could get some um, plumbing sponsorship. Maybe we could. Yeah, we'll go to Victoria Plum and they can tell us how to put a, a bidet in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was, it was because when we got the flat in Lisbon, it came with a, um, not a bidet. It has just a hose, one of those hose pipe things that sits next to the toilet. Do you know the kind that I mean? Yes. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which is actually my preferred version of the bidet, so it doesn't take up as much floor space. It sure doesn't. Also, it's, it's also easy to direct. Very easy to direct. Um, I did. It did take me a little while to work out that there was um, two different taps, one that delivers the water but, uh, to your fundament, but also the one that allows the water to come into the pipe. And and I I had the I had the spigot fully open. <laughs> so for the first couple of times, I was thinking, "Good lord, <laughs> this is a very." aggressive piece of machinery and i happened to mention it to my dad and my dad just raised one eyebrow and went you could always turn the tap down (laughs) (laughs) yeah i actually haven't thought that through dad's great that's a great your your dad is a your dad is a pragmatic man though isn't he he is a pragmatic man yes he is visiting bob next week oh yes yes you mentioned that that last week you did um so how are you I am good. I got up early. I didn't get up early. I got up at the same time I seem to get up in the summertime, which is around... Because you're by yourself today. So days feel different when you're by yourself, don't they? Yeah, but I'm also... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But this is pretty much the rhythm anyway. I get up pretty much around about half past five in the morning. I can't really sleep much later than that because of sunlight and just general the fact that there's a dog going why don't we go for a walk yeah a sniffari so we, yeah a sniffari we went for a sniffari today um we went for quite a, a nice long walk we've gone for about three and a half miles 
Um, and we got caught in a rainstorm, which was fun up to a point because mm. I thought it was one of those quick showers but and no, we hid under it a kept tree. Going. No, it just kept going. So I came home a little bit wet. But nothing could dim the fact that I saw my good friend, the seal, again. You've got a f- seal friend. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff and I, whenever we walk by the river, we see our seal friend. And does your seal friend have a name, or...? Our friend the seal. We don't want to give it a name, because we're uncertain of the gender. So we're just going with our good friend the seal. You could go with Sam, uh, because Sam goes in many genders. Yeah, it doesn't look like a Sam. It looks like a seal. Okay. And we see it every time we go walking, and it always Mm. surprises us, because... You'll just hear this, like, <laughs> noise. And you look to the river, and there's just nostrils sticking out of the water. <laughs> and then, if you're very, very lucky, the head comes out, and you get a little a little gazing match where you, you look towards the seal, and the seal looks towards you. And then there's a, okay, I've done the looking at you. One day, about two or three weeks ago, the seal decided to match our pace along our walk. Just mm. swam along with us and just every now and then popped the head up, had a little look at us. Oh, you're still there. I imagine the seal's and more interested just... in Jeffrey than you, though, right? Don't oh, you think? I am absolutely convinced that Jeff is the uh, is the thing that was drawing yeah. the seal and not me. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine Jeff's quite <laughs> curious about the seal. Jeff seems to respond to seals in much the same way he responds to cows. They are very, very exciting, and he likes it when they are away from him so that he can appreciate their full Right, distance. doesn't like them close. When they get close, very excited. Um, the last time he was up close with a cow, he licked a, a cow's nostril, and the <laughs> cow then breathed snot into his face, oh. which made him very, very giddy, and there was lots of barking and spinning around and jumping. <laughs> So I was having to explain to the cow that Jeffrey was just having a moment because of this interaction and explained to Jeffrey that the cow didn't mean any harm by snotting in his face. Well, you're uh, very, um, very eloquent, uh, your cows and dogs in, uh, in southwest England. Oh, it's important just to have these conversations so that everybody understands where they stand. And um, can I check in with, the, with your job and how are you settling? Are you, are you, um, how are you feeling about it at this stage? And you, I know, imagine this will probably have to be cut out, but um, no, still I, I, curious. I can, I can leave this in because I will keep everything nice and loose. Um, so I'm five weeks in now. I wow, have, have really? The, yeah, yeah. I had the anniversary of my first calendar month uh, the week before last. Does that so mean you've I, been I've paid? Been I've been paid twice because mm. I started. So in that case, maybe I've been there for six weeks. Um, yeah, I've been paid twice because I was there for two weeks of the pay period. And then, the, yeah, that was it. It must have been that, absolutely. That must feel good. Yeah, it does feel quite nice to be paid. I don't I don't dislike money. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we have to live with uh, with this particular way of exchange, this will do. I um, find this job to be, I think, the most challenging job I have had in about 20 years. Oh, what was the one before that? 
Well, the first one was my first academic job. Just because it was all new because and it was, it was so... Giant. Everything. Yeah. yeah everything yeah. was entirely new. And I just yeah. thought, wow, I don't know how to do any of these things. I don't really know how to be in a room mm. with students. All of the things that I've then spent the last two decades getting better at. I, I remember being in an exam board. An exam board for everyone um, uh, who doesn't know about these things is when uh, the marks of students are um, finalised and they're discussed mm. in various ways. And I remember being in an exam board, maybe it was my first year at uh, Roehampton, I remember going, oh God, this is what an exam board's for. <laughs> I think it had been like my third meet, third that I'd been in. for it. So yeah, I, I wasn't so yeah. crash hot. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So, so in in that respect, this job is pushing me um a lot. It's challenging. It's um, but is it, is, it, is it because you don't comforting. know what's going on? Is it in the same way that the challenge of twenty years ago? It's a slightly different challenge because I think I know what's going on. Everything that's happening, I have experienced a sort of. Uh, I've either experienced or I have been adjacent to it. So, you know, I've I've chaired committees. I've done all of those sorts of things. I've sat in, in boards. I remember a long time ago, I used to be on the, what was it called? Uh, Senate. The, yeah. uh, the, the yeah. top the top committee of a university i was um i was an elected member to to senate so i've been in those rooms with uh where big decisions are made but when i was on senate i was the most junior member of staff there and effectively i was there to make up the numbers hmm. currently i'm going into rooms where i have a a lot more agency and a lot more you know mm-hmm. control power um no, I don't want to say power because it's that's it's not really that. It's just control over my actions, and and in sort of engaging in. in yeah, the but you have a voice. You have a voice in a way a that, voice. that you didn't have, which which does. Yeah, which does. Yeah. Uh, let's say correlate with power. Yeah, in, influence the capacity to influence decisions is power, right? Yes, I suppose it is. Yeah, and that's obviously uh, mine's a fairly fairly limited sort of um, window. Because I'm only focusing on postgraduate stuff, yeah. but even then, I'm, I'm I'm thinking, gosh, this is quite quite interesting. And then also, I've I've never really had, um, I've never had a budget to deal with in the same way that I have right now. Mm. In the sense that I'm the person I've I've had budgets to 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 manage, but I've been sort of at the end of the chain, so yeah. I know what yeah. the things have to be spent yeah. on. It's yeah. not like it's not like I have to make any decisions. But, but right now, how will this money I, be spent? Yeah, how does this money get spent? So I, I've got, you know, X amount how of money. How do you prioritise it? Yeah. Wow. So it's the, those sorts of things, are those are the bits that are challenging. It's endlessly fascinating <laughs> and exhausting. Yeah, I can imagine it. Oh, it's great. It's really great. It's so great to hear. It's um, I'm so... Uh... I know, just really super curious about that that kind of um, the development of your understanding of a of a of an institution like the university. You know, they're massive institutions, really, even the small ones, and um, yeah. the sort of ways in which I guess everyone who's in sort of I guess are you in senior management? Was that would you say that you're in senior management? I guess I am kind of 
knocking on senior management's door. Your senior man- management adjacent. Um, yeah, I'm not part of the. I'm not part of the vice chancellor's vice chancellor's executive group, which right. is made up of the people who are, you know. Um, Pro vice chancellors and those sorts of things. They're like Rishi Sunak and um, Pretty Patel. Yeah, so those exactly. People. I'm not part of the cabinet. Yeah, you're still a back. No, you're, but you're not a backbencher. But I'm not a backbencher. I'm probably a, a minister without portfolio. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But it is a. I mean, it must be a. I mean, I guess I was thinking it just must be. You know, and like I was saying, or I was before I sort of cut in with the senior management thing, which was, you know, to and anyone who's in that kind of position, to because mostly it's a strange thing. I suspect it's accurate that most universities, those people started as academics, that you have this sort of strange transition from being an academic to being in management. I mean, I know there are exceptions, but... Um, and so it, I'm just thinking it must be quite extraordinary to be have been in various uh, higher education institutions and to start to get a a pretty strong feeling for how they operate at very different levels, you know, at all the different levels mm. from being just a new lecturer, you know, pimply faced lecturer. Yeah. To... Yeah. Um, can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can ask me a question always, Simon. So I, uh, before I asked you, how are you? And this is a more serious question, which is how do you respond to the question? Who are you? Next time on Midlifing. we've just talked about a lot about you know not a lot but we've been talking you know talked about your job and it's been an ongoing kind of joke between us as well you, you're changing jobs and different you know for sure yeah. and our jobs of why we uh, know each other and uh, they're a yeah. big part of our lives and yeah but who are you i haven't thought about this question for myself either by the way <laughs>